Welcome to the Now Is Your Chance podcast with me, Nick Pidgeon, positive psychologist and international success coach. This is the space where you can find inspiration and motivation to live your life with happiness, personal power, and unstoppable success. to this episode of the Now Is Your Chance podcast, where I am so thrilled to welcome Natalie McNeil. Natalie is an Emmy award-winning media entrepreneur, author of The Conquer Kit and Conquer Your Year, and creator of SheTakesOnTheWorld.com. Now, Elm magazine calls Natalie McNeil the ultimate self-starting businesswoman, and She Takes On The World is one of the top sites for entrepreneurial women. It was recognized by Forbes on the top 10 websites for entrepreneurial women and was featured by Forbes Women on top 100 websites for women. Today, Natalie and her team at She Takes on the World are focused on transforming businesses around the world through the Conquer Club, a 12-month implementation incubator for ambitious entrepreneurs. Natalie is frequently quoted and interviewed in the media, and she has appeared in top media outlets like Glamour, People, Time, Inc., Forbes, Forbes Woman, Wall Street Journal, CNN, Entrepreneur.com, and so much more. Hello and welcome, Natalie. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I am so grateful to be speaking with you today and I'm so, so excited. I'm excited to be here. I love your work. I adore you. Um, I'm happy to have you as my LA BFF now. And yeah, I'm so excited to do this call today. I know, I'm thrilled that you're here in LA. So what was it that made you move? Because you were originally from Canada. Mm -hmm. So I just started getting this feeling a couple of years ago that my business was reaching a point where it wasn't going to be able to grow into its fullest potential in Canada. I always use this this visual that I was getting at the time where you can have a a tree and you can put a tree in a small pot in your living room and the tree will usually be fine there. A tree can live for several years in this pot, but the roots have nowhere else to go and the tree is just not going to grow anymore. You can then move that into a bigger pot and repot it so that the roots can continue to expand and the tree can continue to grow. But if you want that tree to grow into its fullest potential and all that the seedling was programmed to be, you would plant it outside so that its roots can continue to expand and expand and expand. And that tree can grow into its fullest potential. I felt like I was a tree in a pot in a living room and that (laughs) in order to reach my fullest potential, I would have to be in the US when I really leaned into that feeling it was that I had to be in the United States because so much of our business so much of our audience was there and it was a really scary decision to make because I left behind a whole life that I had built but again I felt like that tree in a living room and funny enough um, at my place in LA right outside my window there are these massive trees like they're just enormous and the roots have like expanded so far that it's, they've actually ripped up the sidewalk and they've ripped up part of the road 
And I loved when I saw that because I'm like, this is like, it's symbolic. How I, how I was feeling um, when I saw that, like you see these big roots coming out. I'm like, yes, <laughs> I get it. I get you tree. You're just trying to expand into your fullest potential. Amazing. So you're enjoying. Absolutely. Well, I'm from a super small town or a, a small town relative to Los Angeles. There's only 200,000 people in Newcastle in the UK. I was from, actually, funny enough, I was born and lived in a trailer park in a place called Newcastle in Canada. No. Um, yeah, when I was when I was just a, a small toddler. And then I grew up also in a town of about 200,000 people. Oh my goodness, there's so much similarity, I love it. And we've both wound up in the same city by the beach, which is awesome. So tell us a little bit more about She Takes on the World. So obviously you are super successful, super inspiring. For me, you are one of the greatest leaders in our field. And I love, I love seeing all of the work that you do. Um, so what's been the evolution of your business? Because obviously that kind of success doesn't happen overnight. You're absolutely right. <laughs> and thank you for the kind words. I started She Takes on the World in 2008. So it's been a very long time now. A lot of people don't realize that. She Takes on the World started as just a little blog. So what happened, what was happening around that time, I was getting ready to graduate from university. I was already running a small business when I was in university. And I was trying to decide between running a company and creating my own job right out of school or going into the workforce and getting a real job. A lot of people wanted me to take the real job path because they felt like it was way too risky to start a business right out of university. I actually thought it was the perfect time because you're used to living like a student anyway. <laughs> you don't have a mortgage and all these things that you have to worry about. And so many people were projecting their fears onto me that I decided to go on a backpacking trip all by myself to Europe. And it was there that I was driving through the Czech Republic. I was listening to David Guetta's song, The World Is Mine. And at the same time, I drove by a giant globe that was like two stories high that said, the world is yours. It was just this like big, massive globe. And that was the only sign I needed. Like in that moment, I felt that I absolutely 100% had to follow my own heart and start a business. And that's what I ended up doing out of school. And it was also in that moment that the inspiration for She Takes on the World was born. So I started this as a little blog that I wrote while I was traveling and trying to build a business. and. We had like, I don't know, 20, 30 readers back in the day when I was just starting and I was happy with that. I was like, there are like 30 <laughs> people who want to, who actually want to hear from me. And then I started ranting about some of these events that I was going to because there was this one event where the, this group of guys that I saw at a lot of business events in my community, they were like, why are you always at these events? Like, are you just trying to meet a guy who's going to be really successful so that like you can marry him and i was so offended um and i had this blog at the time so i went on the blog and i was like tap, 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 tap. 
Um, and I wrote this rant post and then a lot of people were talking about that and sharing that at the time. It was like one of my first viral pieces, although not that, not that viral, but it got a lot of attention. And then suddenly there were a few hundred people following me. And I was like, a few hundred people want to hear from me. This is amazing. And that's when Forbes found me and I started contributing to them. And then things started snowballing from there. But She Takes on the World was really, I call it my accidental business, although I, I don't really believe that there are accidents. It was my ac accidental but on purpose uh, business. I didn't at the time see it being what it is today by any means. And I was very focused on a career in production and media. And then it just started to take on a life of its own. And it was back in 2011 that I saw that there was so much momentum and there was so much room to scale it and grow it and to make a big impact that I decided to transition into running it full time. And we rebuilt the brand into more of what it is today around that time back in 2011. And here I am. Voila. <laughs> it, just, it just keeps getting better. And then there have been the book deals and it, just keeps on taking on a life of its own and my my prayer for it every day is just that it, it reaches the people who need the message and that it gets out into the world in a way that serves the highest good and I just keep rolling with that and it just keeps getting better. Absolutely and I think because you come from that positive space with that positive intention people see that and people really recognize your authenticity and your desire to help people. Now, when you say that the brand has kind of, has grown on its own, some of the things that you've achieved, Natalie, are just absolutely mind blowing. You've won an Emmy, Forbes listed you as one of their top 100 websites for women. You've got books. How many books do you have now? A few, three. Okay, amazing. So you're an author of three books and you have another book coming out, that's right? Yes, there, there will be more books. Yeah, the, the next one that's coming out, which is coming out around the time that people are probably watching this video, is Conquer Your Year. Um, this one is a, a planner, the ultimate planner for entrepreneurs for achieving your goals. It's not a schedule planner. It's, it's a planner that helps you focus on the most important things and breaks your year into sprints. So it's really a follow-up to the Conquer Kit, which is my wildly popular business planning workbook for entrepreneurs. Um, and that's another book that has just taken on a life of its own. And so I wanted to do this follow-up that breaks that 12-month plan into quarter-by-quarter week by week, day by day, steps and intentions. And I have this whole concept of balanced ambition. So it's not just about your business goals, but day to day, it's also, you're also asked to like scribble in the amount of water that you had. So every day there's like eight spaces for eight glasses of water that you can color in. They're like little bubbles. And it's fun like that. There's ones for movement as well. I think you need to create a very well-rounded life. It can't be all work. Um, you have to put your health as a focus as well. So it's about creating wellness in your life and in your business. So there's, I wish I could show you one of the spreads, but this is my, as we were talking about before, this is like my fake book. 
So it's just like the cover and for me to be able to show it that I'm getting the real one later. And these spreads are just gorgeous and meant to help you um, week to week to stay on track and to hold you accountable. It's like accountability in a book. And I've, I've used the system myself for the last year so that I could test it. And I've had people in my Conquer Club test it as well. So um, I've used it and had a chance to like revamp it and make it into what I felt was a, a book that could really hold you accountable and help you stay on track for your goals and your dreams and to get all those things done that you really want to get done. I think it's so important, time management, but also having that balance that you talk about. Who would you say the, the book's for? Because for me, the, for my listeners and my community of female entrepreneurs, this sounds like it's going to be absolutely ideal for them. So I'm always teaching time management. I'm teaching how to batch your activities, how to become more effective, more efficient, but how to actually enjoy the process as well. I think it's a, a, a very different era. It's, for me, this is the, the age of the female entrepreneur. This is our time to shine and this is our time to show that we can do things slightly differently and have that edge. So who's the book for and who is She Takes on the World for? Yeah, so our community is made up of mostly solo entrepreneurs. So maybe you have a small team, but you're usually the one that's at the helm with some contractors or with a VA. And my readers are really creative. They don't resonate with traditional business plans. They don't resonate with a very masculine way of doing business. And that's why in the Conquer Kit as well, this creative business planning workbook, this is the business plan for that era that you are talking about. And that's why the whole thing is like you draw and cut and paste and it, it's this like colorful illustrated book that allows you to, to get your dreams like out of your head and, and out of your heart and like onto the page to create a plan that really works for you. And then the planner, Conquer Your Year, is really the same. It, it's about the creative process. It's about helping you to stay in touch with your right brain and left brain, with the masculine and the feminine. Because I think that is one of the big things that women need to figure out how to do differently. And the women that I work with are often navigating how to be in their feminine and still run a successful business. And this is something that I struggled with a lot when I was starting out. And it was in my early 20s where I had this meeting with Ariana Huffington. And she was one of the first people who told me that her biggest piece of advice for me was just that I recognize that as a woman, I have unique things to bring to the world and that I don't have to be like a man to succeed. And before that, when I reflect on some of the mentors that I had when I was starting my first business and when I was very, very young starting a business, a lot of my mentors and the women around me who were quite a bit older, um, they didn't always give me that advice. A lot of them were very masculine and I understood why they had to be because they were building a business in a different time. Um, it was you know, decades ago that they were starting out in their business careers, but their path was not going to be my path. And that's something that Ariana Huffington told me. 
and that was the moment where I was like, okay, I, I get it. Like I can, I can be creative. I can be in my feminine and bring that to the world. I don't have to be somebody that I'm not. And so the, the readers that I have and the following that I have, like these are women who really want to just be themselves. They don't want to be anybody else. Sometimes they feel like they have to be somebody else, but it's not truly what they want. And like us, my readers want to live in alignment, in full alignment. And I love that. I love that as women, we are rising up and we're doing it in a way that is different. And eventually I think the world will see that different is good. Of course. Different is good. It's definitely good. And it's, it's about really taking that journey to own all parts of you as well. And it's not always something that is as easy as saying, be authentic, start now, be your true self. It t- it's a process of growth and a process of really stepping into that self-awareness where you have the intention to do the work on yourself, to understand who you are, how you want to lead. And it's really step by step by step. It's like a, a phases of growth process. So how long did it take you to actually to, to fully own yourself and to own your voice within yourself and your business? Mm, that's a great question. So I started meditating in my late teenage years. Um, I was always very connected and in tune um, as a kid. But in my late teenage years, I started meditating when I was traveling and I was traveling through Asia and I was invited to meditate by these monks and I did and I didn't last for very long because I, I just couldn't sit with my own thoughts and with myself for that long. I would do it for like 30 seconds or a minute and slowly I was able to sit with myself more and and learn more about who I really am. I think you find a lot of answers in the silence. And the more I was able to to deepen that practice, um, the more I was able to confidently be out in the world as exactly who I am. And you know, it was still a struggle. There was still a lot of um, internal struggles, especially around being masculine in business and you know I would wear these like black power suits (laughs) and oh my goodness I look at these pictures now and I'm just like Natalie what were you what were you thinking I just felt like I had to look older to succeed I felt like I had to dress a certain way I felt like I couldn't show any sort of emotion or empathy that I had to like be hard and that's what was going to get me ahead. And it was through this meditation practice that I would say I was, I was softened. My heart was softened. I, I reclaimed that part of myself. And I think there are a lot of ways to do that. Traveling has really opened up my eyes and expanded my perspective, especially in places where uh, the feminine is more valued and regarded. Um, I spent a lot of time training with different masters, learning different breathing techniques and uh, doing like feminine dance and like Shakti dance. I'm a terrible dancer. (laughs) It's so, it's so opening and so expanding to move your body in those ways that are meant to connect you to 
to Shakti, to the divine feminine energy that flows through you. And those kinds of practices, I would say, woke me up in a really big way. And the other thing that, that I would love to share is just that we, anyone watching this video probably lives in a country where you are able to freely express who you are. And as I traveled more, especially to countries where not that you and I and everyone watching have, um, I, I felt like it was my obligation to show as exactly who I am and to be in that feminine power because it's something that is, that is suppressed that is oppressed in so many parts of the world. And I feel like because you, because you're born where you were born, because you live where you live, you have these opportunities that other women in the world can't even imagine for themselves. So it's your responsibility to go out there and to create that change and to do business differently and to rise up as a leader and to rise up into your fullest potential because there's a lot there are a lot of other women that we need to pull up with us that it's a, that's amazing it's such like a, a very long answer it's such no that's such that's a such a going. such a powerful message because it's really easy to take things for granted and this is something that that we look at when we study happiness all around the world we see that the average level of happiness is somewhere around six to seven out of ten and it's, it's like that's obviously, that's across everybody. But then you think, what are the actual circumstances and the environmental factors that are going into that? And we think that the, the traffic makes us unhappy. We think that um, the kids getting ready for school, they're annoying us. We think that makes us unhappy. When we actually look at happiness, it's only 10% of our happiness that is determined by our environment. But I feel in the Western world, certainly it seems like a lot more is taken on than that 10%. And the more that we can find gratitude for the opportunities and the experiences and the freedom that we have as women in this, in this area of the world, the more happiness we can find, but also the more empowerment and strength we can find. And I think that it's definitely a case of women understanding that they don't have to do it alone. Like what I love about your work and also the work that I do, it's about bringing women together because when we work together, we can create so much more. Yeah, and you know that I'm a big fan of collaboration and building those support systems and you are exactly right. I love everything that you just said. Like we don't have to do it alone and this is a really exciting time to be a woman. Um, there have not been these opportunities in our entire history. I mean, if you look at women entering the workforce in droves, that has only happened in the last 50 to 60 years. And women have only just started rising into leadership positions, into top management positions, into some of the most successful business owners. All of this is only happening in, I would say, the last decade. And we still have a long way to go. Women are not equally represented in 
our politics. Women are not equally represented at the tops of Fortune 500 companies. And we're only just starting. Like, this is a very exciting time to be a woman. And like I said, it's, it's your responsibility to rise up because, look, people, people fought for us to be able to live the lives that, that you and I are living right now. And that's something that I never, ever forget. You know, in every moment, there's, there's always a deep gratitude for everyone who had to come before me to be able to, for me to be able to be who I am. And I think staying connected to that is a way that you can deepen, like root deeper into your mission and what you're doing in the world. Like stay connected to that because wow, you know, so many people fought for us to have the rights that we do today and the opportunities that we have. And it gives you that, that extra kind of drive to help other people in the world to really be someone because through our work we can really pave the way and open the door for people to see things a different way and that's a huge blessing to be able to do that and to carry that work on in the world. So from where you are right now, what do you see the future holding for you and for She Takes on the World? Because I always find it interesting when we set goals for ourselves and our business and then we achieve them. And it, it intrigues me to, to wonder, are you gonna just put your feet up? Are you going to take the rest of your life off? <laughs> What's next? No, no. <laughs> no, but I could, I could use a little bit of time off, especially after moving and we've had mm. such a busy 18 months. But, you know, I used to have a very clear answer to this question. I always had very clear ideas on where I wanted to be in three years or where I wanted to be in five years. And the truth is that I have been surrendering so much more and letting go of a rigid idea of what my future looks like. Because if you would have asked me 10 years ago, where do you wanna be? Like, what is that bigger vision? A lot of what I'm doing now didn't even really exist 10 years ago. Like we were just at the beginning stages of social media connecting the world in a way that we haven't seen before. Very, very beginning stages. And so I couldn't have even imagined what I'm doing now. And when I was a kid, my job didn't exist as a what do you wanna be when you grow up kind of job. So in surrendering to the mystery of all of it, I feel like I've ended up in a place even more beautiful than I ever could have imagined. And I think sometimes, especially when we're perfectionist type A, personalities we want to be able to control everything and in letting go of that control I feel like I have found my flow and I have I've got to this place where I, I've just surrendered all of it and of course there are still goals I still work with my team on things that we're doing over the next 12 to 24 months but there are always things that come up new opportunities that come up that you have to just create space to take and run with. So I feel like I can't give a very specific answer, 
to that question because I, I don't know. I mean, five years ago, if you asked me, where do you want to be in five years? I would have given you an answer and my life today is, is even better than what I would have imagined for myself. So I'm a big believer now in that surrender and that non-attachment. Like, of course, I continue to grow. Um, she takes on the world and expands that brand and we are getting ready for another really big rebrand because I'm very different from when uh, we had created the brand as it is today and it's time for um, for a rebrand so that I can be fully in alignment with it again after everything that's happened in the last couple of years. And beyond that, we want to continue growing the Conquer Club to have thousands of members from all over the world, uh, members who are very like-minded and like-hearted and come together in alignment um, with with our mission and entrepreneurs who want to take on social causes and create change in the world, not just make a lot of money. And so we're, we're focused on building that as well, but it's sort of expanding everything that we're doing and then always creating the space for new things to come in. And I think that's actually one of my biggest goals for the next 12 months is to create more space because when you create that space, that's when you invite these bigger opportunities to come in. As soon as you clear out the clutter, that's when things show up for you. And I think sometimes people just do not make space mm. for their dreams and goals. There's no room for anything to come in for you because you've cluttered your life or cluttered your business. Yeah. So, Space is a really big one. We're so, so, yes. We're, we're so busy nowadays. I know for myself, but also through a program that I'm running at the minute, it's got 2,150 entrepreneurs within it. And the very first lesson that I taught, I think it was maybe lesson number two or lesson number three, was to declutter. And that has been one of the most powerful teachings. So declutter your purse, your handbag, your personal environment, your workspace. So actual, actual physical decluttering helps you declutter your mental space as well. And then also making sure that you practice self-care. So actually having those times where you don't have to think actually allows more insight and inspiration to flow through. And I think what you mentioned about, about the, um, the goals and the vision and that side of things, you're very much practicing hold the vision, trust the process. So you've got something out there, you know you want to grow, but you are just taking the next positive step and really connecting in with your intuition, which is absolutely something that I would agree with. And I think that message is so powerful for everyone that's listening. I think the problem, yeah, the problem is that when you have all of these ideas about where you need to be in five years, I feel like you actually get very overwhelmed mm. by all the details. And this is what I find with a lot of the women that I work with, there is this idea of this is who I want to be in the world. This is the kind of business that I want to have, but it feels so overwhelming because they barely just started and it feels like you should be doing all these things. Like you should be so much further ahead. And then I feel like that's when you get stuck. Whereas if you hold the space for this vision, but you focus on your next best step to take and you focus on working in these sprints, which is how I, work and how conquer your year is structured to work in these three month sprints 
that allows me to feel like I'm making progress. And it's usually when you look back 12 months or 24 months, like now that I've moved and I'm hoping to have some time at the end of this year to really reflect and maybe even take a month off because like you were saying, in the space you also have, the space for self-care is when your best ideas will flow through and that has always been the case for me. Um, it's, it's stopping and reflecting on everything that's happened because so much has happened in the last 24 months. And at times I feel like I'm not making much progress. Like I still have those <laughs> thoughts. And in the last year, I actually spent a lot of time feeling this way in the summer while I was moving because in moving, and I knew that that was the best next step I had to take. It was, it was very stressful to move and to maintain the amount of, of work I was taking on in my business and to maintain the daily schedule that I had been maintaining for a long time in terms of driving our business forward. So business had to be put on the back burner while I moved. And I felt like I was getting nothing done. But then when I look at the last 12 months, I'm like, I wrote not one, but two books with a major publisher. We had this massive launch. We created a new program. Um, I got to do this amazing retreat on Necker Island with incredible entrepreneurs and with Sir Richard Branson. And there are all these things. I, I got a green card to move to the United States. Like I've done so much in the last 12 months, but over the summer I was giving myself credit for none of it. Mm -hmm. And just thinking I'm not doing enough right now. Like in moving, I am so distracted and I'm not getting anything else done. And that feeling is I think what a lot of people have every single day. <laughs> because they're focused so much on the big vision and they're so attached to where they should be that you just feel stuck and you feel like you're not making progress when really you are as long as you're taking those steps day to day and week to week, which is why I did this book. Yeah, absolutely. And it's one of the things that I love to share with um, my community is the power of the done list. So actually writing a done list and saying what you've done, whether you do it daily or weekly, just to have that reflection so everything sinks in that little bit more. So we're not on the treadmill of do more, get to the next place, get to the next place and living life feeling unfulfilled and unsatisfied because we always think that we need something more. So you mentioned sprints and I love this concept. This is something that really, really resonates with me and you have an accelerator at the moment. So can you tell us about that? And can you tell us about the, the Conquer Club as well? Yeah, I would love to. Um, so sprinting, starting with the sprinting, this has totally changed my life. And I'm not exaggerating that, like this is life-changing stuff. So one of the big mistakes I find people make is they'll set, so in the Conquer Kit, for example, we have this um, bigger picture planning section where you create your bigger picture plan, you break it down into milestones, and then you create a vision board for each of the um, each of your big picture goals. And you can take on anywhere from like three to five big picture goals in a year. That part is usually really easy for people. Mm -hmm. Again, it's like the bigger picture dreaming that is usually really easy for people. The step that people miss is that once you know what those milestones are and you start breaking down the big picture, you need to really task everything out. So at the beginning of the year, my COO and I get together in a fancy place usually, 
And we task out all of the milestones and the big picture stuff for my business for the year. So back in January, we had about 1,600 tasks that when you do a brain dump on every little piece you can think of that's required to get a, a big picture goal done, it's a lot of different tasks. You have to then figure out a way to break all that down. And this is where the sprints come in. And look, I'm not telling you you need 1,600 tasks. Like <laughs> I have a, a team now that works on this and we have multiple projects and businesses. So you likely will not have 1,600 <laughs> tasks. But you need to break it down in a way that you can see all the tasks and you can figure out how many of those can fit into one quarter. So this is where the sprinting comes in. And in a sprint, I'll usually focus on just achieving one big goal in that three-month period. And there's always a reward at the end of it. So you commit to working really hard and pushing really hard for 12 weeks. And if you do that, there's a reward at the end. For me, this is usually a trip or a retreat or like something luxurious to celebrate that I got that goal done. And so in sprinting, that's when you're able to look back and I think create that done list and see, wow, I got something major done in these last 12 weeks. And I feel like it's easier to keep the momentum when you're looking at just a 12 week block of time instead of 12 months as a whole. So the Business Accelerator is actually a free coaching program that I'm doing right now um, where people can coach with me for free and you're doing a two-week sprint. So not a 12-week sprint, but you're doing a two-week sprint. We have three different sprints you can choose from and I am by your side coaching you through live calls. Uh, mentors from the Conquer Club are also doing coaching calls with you and you've got um, video training, you've got checklists to get this goal done in the next two weeks. So if you feel like you set some big goals in January and you haven't quite got them done and now we're into the last quarter of the year and you're thinking, maybe I'll just wait until January 2017 to get a fresh start because I feel so behind on the year. Stop right there. Come and work with me for two weeks. Come and coach with me for two weeks in the Conquer Club Business Accelerator. I think, Nick, you have a... I'm in there, yes. Yes, I've got a link for everyone. With you. Come and join us because this is an opportunity to get live coaching and personalized coaching from some amazing people. I've never done this before. And these are some people who you can usually not even get coaching from at all. They don't do private coaching. So this is your chance to get mentorship from some amazing, amazing women entrepreneurs. And I do hope that you'll come and join us. And then the Conquer Club Business Accelerator is our two week free program. And then of course, the Conquer Club is our full year long incubator where again, I am just personally by people's sides the whole year. Um, it's not like other programs where you don't get the specific feedback that you usually need for your business. It's a much smaller, um, it's a smaller group. I call it an incubator, not a program because it's all live calls. We do a live call almost every week. You get a lot of time with me throughout the year and it's the same price as most programs out there. So it's like $1,500 for the year. That is amazing, Natalie. 
coaching call almost every yeah. single week and I work with people personally like I pull up your people are always like well what's an incubator like how is it how is it different like I will pull up people's websites and I will go through and say like you need to change this you need to tweak this I'll read sales pages make changes switch things around um, when I get a sales page reviewed or edited, like I usually pay three to four thousand mm. dollars for that service personally, and like I do this for people, so I'm so excited and passionate about what we've created because I really think it's it's different, and I think it's what people need more of. They need more of the implementation support, and that's what me and my team are here to deliver. So it's taking that wisdom and really putting it into action. I know, you can see you're so passionate about what you do, which is amazing. And I'm so excited to share the links in the show notes and to really get everyone involved. I know a lot of the ladies in my community have already signed up and they're so excited for it. Really, really exciting. And um, now is your chance to go conquer. So what would you um say as a as a closing piece of advice or a closing tip for the ladies that are listening in for someone that is maybe not where they want to be in their business right now they're maybe finding it a bit of a struggle what would be your top tip for them just focus on that next best step i would say take a look at where your attachments are in your business take a look at the goals you set make sure that they all still feel really good for you when you look at those goals make sure that it, it still feels like it's in alignment with who you are and what you want and then if you have ones that you're not really feeling good about anymore feel free to cross them off your list let them go I think Ariana Huffington loves to say is that you can finish a goal by removing it from your list and there you go it's done and you don't have to worry about it and there are always there's usually always at least one of those goals that I need to cross off my list every year it'll be something that feels right at the beginning of the year and then halfway through I'm like nope not feeling it anymore brilliant advice so and then what is that next step for one of the goals and look we're getting to the end of the year so if you still have a few goals that haven't been done yet Cross a couple off the list and focus on one. Focus on achieving that one thing because when you do one thing, and this is why I love this two-week accelerator where we're helping people in a two-week period achieve um, one of these three big goals that we've created, either around creating content, building systems and a team, or landing more media coverage and expanding your brand. If you do one of those things and you actually commit to doing the work over the next two weeks and you get it done, Getting things done is what gives you the momentum. That's why it's better to focus on achieving one goal in a sprint, and this is why I work in sprints, because you get it done and you're like, yes, <laughs> it's done. I'm going on my little vacation now. I'm taking a little break. Um, and then you have this energy to dive into the next goal. If you're always working on, and this is the mistake people make, they're always working on all five of their big picture goals at the same time, and they don't have that fierce focus on just getting one thing done. And it's as you get one thing done that you that you allow that momentum to snowball. 
Amazing advice. Thank you so much, Natalie. Thanks for your time today. It's been an absolute pleasure and a gift to speak with you. Good luck with everything for the book and for the Conquer Club. I can't wait to get in there and get started with you. Um, and thank you, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And I'm excited for your book. You have your book there too. So yeah, I do. I see it. <laughs> Yay! Yay! I love it. It's gorgeous. I'm so excited. Happy cover. For this book as well. Yeah, it's, oh, books are so amazing. Labors of love, but so amazing to get out into the world. And I'm just so happy for you. And I adore you. And thank you so much for having me today. And thank you for watching. Thank you so much, Natalie.